Well, in a bizarre week where Hearts fans fight over just how shite we were on Sunday, here comes the Broken Hearts podcast to throw fuel all over that fire. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Now, just because Celtic pumped us on Sunday doesn't mean we can still have a wee laugh at them. Um, Hammy, what the fuck is Gordon Strachan doing at Celtic and on <laughs> That's really weird, eh? Um, I'd, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even care he was at Dundee. Um, and then this all came out and he's got a wee job at Dundee. I think he does, I think it's something to do with the academy and now he's doing a bit of consulting work also for Celtic. Now, he fixes the fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just weird. Surely there's a conflict of interest there. Like, at minimum, without it just looking weird and dodgy as fuck, it, how that's allowed to happen is, is beyond me. Looks so tempot. Yeah. Mm. Aye. Aye, you're right. It does make Scottish football look even, even worse than <laughs> this kind of stuff. Eh? I think we've just got to remember that um, a lot of people have been through a pretty tough time in the last two years, and Gordon obviously feels the need to have two jobs at the moment. So, fair play, <laughs> fair play Gordon. <laughs> Go on yourself. Enjoy having two jobs, son. <laughs> very true. Funny you say son. His son is also part of the coaching staff. There. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Um, just another thing with Celtic. Uh, no away fans, obviously, on Sunday. And there was over 10,000 empty seats, it looked like. But, Hammy, they're playing their cards very close to their chest on the, the actual attendance numbers, aren't they? Yeah, they've not released it yet. Um, which is odd. They will need to release it to Hearts at some point because we get half the gate um, yeah. ranges. But yeah, I think they've I think they've um, chucked the toys at the pram type thing. Uh, and I noticed just before we came on here as well, they've for their next home game possibly this weekend against St Mirren. They've also said there'll be no uh, away fans at that either. Mm. So um, obviously it's detrimental to the away team not having fans in. Um, so they'll take any advantage they can get at the time if they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what it is? They don't want other supporters in the stadium? <sighs> like, I don't know. Thinking about it, I mean, how many, how much noise and atmosphere is like 200-odd St. Mirren fans really going to do? <laughs> but, 200, uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> sitting, in the, sitting in the home section. <laughs> I was going to say, they'll be singing the Celtic songs with them. <laughs> I, I like I say, it's probably a small bit of advantage, but it just—it's a bit petty, isn't it? Really, and let them let them do what they want. Mm. Hope they get nothing next time they come to Tynecastle, even if it's like next February. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I mean, the next time they come to Tynecastle, it will be full capacity, won't it? Yeah. Were you talking? I guess this is the system that the Americans have had for a long time, where there's no away fans at games, right? But. It's 100% not part of the sport. Like, we want away fans at games. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely get, you know, um, you know, dishing out the same action back I'm on board with that. But ultimately, want away fans at their ground and you want to be able to show it them when they, when they come to Tynecastle. It's part of the game. Right. One of the biggest selling points of Scottish football is our crowds. Well, exactly. Because it isn't the football. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, especially you know when Nielsen's managing a team. Wait. 
Right, that's uh, that's Celtic. Eh? Um, Simon, kind of three three notes of good news. Uh, number one, John Souter is being offered a new contract or slash contract extension, is it? Aye, um, brilliant. I would have, have kind of expected it to have gone on maybe after the transfer window had shut. I would have been fine if they said, oh, we're actually just going to wait to try and conclude all the business, which we have a time limit on, and then get this done before Christmas. But the sooner the better, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a, a bit concerning. There's been a lot of people on Sports Sound and, and other podcasts saying Celtics should just go and pick him up for four million. Um, so I'll get that contract on the table ASAP. If they want to pay four million for him, I'm absolutely fine with that. Really, would you be happy to see him go for four million right now? He's one hundred percent worth more. I think he is worth more as a player, but I don't think Hearts will get that much for him. Interesting. I'd rather rather keep him than get the money. I mean, what we're we going to do with four million? We're not going to pay him his brother. <laughs> we're not going to suddenly bring in like a, a million pound player for it it will just disappear but that should be our model moving forward we should be able to sell like a big player once a summer and that shall sort of set us up and, and invest that money that, that should be the model we're working on that seems to be a good model that clubs set like the Leicester do it these sort of like Dortmund have done it historically mm-hmm. seems like a good model to sort of replicate Aye, you're right. It's just heartbreaking when you see them go. Heartbreaking. Simon, note number two. Lloyd Demur has officially left the club. There has been a scarf above head photograph on Instagram. Can you believe it? I mean, mugs. What has Craig Nielsen got an advisory roles for fucking mates or whatever he's gone? Long. Paddy, where's he gone? France. Uh, Le Mans. Aye, to race the cars. Nutters. Are they <laughs> um, second division in France? Third. All right, sound fair enough. Probably higher level than he's worth, but he's managed it. Yep. Semi-professional football team. Once again, higher level than he's worth, but he's managed it. Bizarre. Um, and the the final final <laughs> the final bit of good news for the week. Um, it's been very quiet. 12,000 season tickets now sold. Are you surprised, or not surprised, I should say, with the, the sudden spike in the easing of restrictions? If we exclude last season as like a, a non-entity in, the, in terms of like fans, this will be the f- 15th, 16th year. We'll have the third highest attendance in the league. Mm-hmm. So if we match that again, so nah, not surprised. I think it's fantastic news, but I am gutted by the fact that that is all of the good news for the week. It's Monday night. It's only Monday. <laughs> Just wait till we get to the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's not much good news. Um, there, are, there are some transfer stuff. Uh, I guess another piece of good news, um, Nielsen said pre-game that Cam Devlin will be signed, visa done, and train him with the boys within 10 days. Uh, he's going to be bloody knackered by the time he gets to the audit. He's a young lad. He can deal with it. He's about going Tokyo, Australia, quarantine, visa, no doubt a stopover, Edinburgh, quarantine. quarantine. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'd feel quite rested after quarantine. It's essentially sitting in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's Does very he true. have to quarantine in the hotel or can he go 
sort of like into like a place that's maybe a bit more comfortable than a hotel. Like can Hearts put them up in like an actual fucking Airbnb or something? The like Gorgie that? Suite. <laughs> or does he legally have to stay in like a government issued hotel room? Really, if we just put him up in the halls at hit it what, then he's just out of the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Climb at the window, join and train. No, I was wondering, does he have? I think because he's quarantined in Australia, having come back from Japan, does he then have to quarantine again? It feels like feels like quite a little overkill there. Mm. I know if he's vaccinated, I don't know if he will be, but if he's yeah. vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine. So I'm guessing he's not. Yeah, Hammy's nodding, so I'll take that as as correct. <laughs> An incentive to get vaccinated, but make your own choice. But get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. <laughs> Do what you want. Um, <laughs> Paddy, Del Fabro, um, some absolute bullshitter in, in Italy was saying that he was going to hashtag hearts. Then suddenly there was a big spike uh, of tweets in Ghana <laughs> linking him actually going to Heart of Oak. That was quite the night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guess that he's going to neither because the guy that was doing it is famous for not having any knowledge of football whatsoever and having no contacts. <laughs> so I'd imagine he's staying at the club he's at. Has he not got a pal at Everton? Like no, you? he's not got a pal at Everton. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, there is that one. Uh, like you say, the club he's at, like you don't know, he's at Juventus somehow. <laughs> oh, but, but, I mean, we've all looked at this guy's career. No one can understand why he's at Juventus. <laughs> It's the most bizarre career. It's a very it Italian like was... thing for a team to have about 400 players on their books. Mm-hmm. It looks like he signed about a six-year deal with them and they've kind of forgot yeah. that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, one of the reasons he was loaned to Kilmarnock was because he was doing sports science at uni over here. Fair play, That's so. very, very, fair tempot. Play. very tempot, isn't it? But fair play. Um a real mixed bag. The only people seem to be moaning about Del Fabro were Hearts fans that couldn't remember him. <laughs> like Kilmarnock fans actually said he was he was quite good and he scored against the Hibs. I mean, why but, would Hearts fans remember a Kilmarnock player? Like, no offence to Kilmarnock, but I'm not sitting watching their games every weekend. No, I don't think any Hearts fan is, Paddy. But if you if you can't remember a player, you shouldn't probably tweet and say they're shite if you can't even remember them playing. <laughs> <laughs> see a lot of that on Twitter. Um, right Paddy we, we've had our disagreements on this one this week uh, Nikola Katic is uh, free to leave the Rangers not a free transfer on circa 8 grand a week why do you not feel Hart should be looking at him well we'll start with the circa 8 grand a week for a player that's played 19 league games then 18 league games then 0 league games it's like I mean it would be a typical heart signing of bringing a player in that'll play five games a season for you and is on eight grand a week. I just think it's no. I think there's there could be better options out there. Yeah, I agree with you on salary. It is a lot of money, but you've got to think, considering he just missed a whole year of football, that he signs for someone else for you know less money. But he's only twenty four. How? Yeah, he's only twenty four. <laughs> So he fits our new transfer model. He certainly fits the used-to-be-injured model. Um, I think it's a, a very high-end heart signing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Uh, it is just that salary, because even if he was to come down, say, to six grand a week, he's going to be one of our highest earners. But it's With... not just the salary, though. It's the fact that he gets injured all the time as well. 
Does he get injured all the time? Is he not just had a one-off? But what? So why was he only playing so few games for Rangers then in the previous two seasons? Like he's not even had a full season's worth of game in the previous two seasons. Because he's only been twenty-two and then twenty-three. Yeah, just a young, just a young chap learning English. Not to delve into Rangers too much, but if if you know the kind of rumours that would be believed that the fact that they obviously lost out in the Champions League money and they are going to have to sell players, is there a chance yeah. that Katic actually ends up being much more of a player for them and doesn't go anywhere? Well, there is that as well. But then you're like, without going into a pure Rangers talk, that you're then relying on Celtic, Celtic, bloody hell, Rangers selling the likes of Goldson or Hollander. You never know. You don't know what's going to happen. Like. <laughs> I take goals in a hatch, no bother. Um, bye. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, interestingly, he did he did tweet something with like him celebrating a goal, and then said more of these times coming soon. <laughs> like, I just think that's, that's your usual footballer on Instagram part of the way. Drum up yeah. some interest. That's it. So that's an intriguing one, but I think. You, you say there must be better options on the market, Paddy, but you know, we missed out on Stuart Finley, we missed out on Declan Gallagher. In terms of our little Scottish football in the world, I don't think there's many other options kicking about unless we somehow sign one of the two from St. Johnston. It's, uh, we'll see what happens. Or unearth a gem from somewhere else. <laughs> but the, the Lowland League. <laughs> They're no grown on trees. That uh, Christoph Berra at Rafe Rovers looks all right. Because <laughs> um, uh, Craig Halkett, who we will most definitely come on to. Um, uh, he's not going to last forever. Uh, <laughs> he's still going to last. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the Hearts fans catch him. Um, Final bit of news. Remember we spoke about Ewan Toll, who's the, the Derry City captain. He's a right-back. He's 22. Um, he was linked with us in January. Uh, he's been linked with us again. But they've got a really weird season in Northern Ireland. They're all seasons over the winter. Their season ends on the 19th of November. And they're kind of chasing like a, a you know, like a European qualifying finish. So... He might not come this window. He might come in the summer, but he's kind of Michael Smith's understudy in the internationals already. So could be a good one. He's apparently a very, very good player over there. Wanted by Stoke as well. We shall see. Anyway, enough, enough uh, enjoyment and dreaming. Uh, football, unfortunately. Simon, who are we playing on Sunday again? What happened? Uh, St Mirren. I mean Celtic. <laughs> Um, aye, we played Celtic again. Feels like we play Celtic all the time. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. We played really well. I think Paddy would agree with me. One of the better performances. Aye, of close, the tight game. Could could have gone either way. Yeah. No, the uh, the only change from the game against um, Saint Mirren was Kingsley came in for Janelli, and I'm sure Nielsen said, "I'm not sure what Cameron's wanting to do about the buy or sell." But um, Nielsen said that Nandili would have started, but something came up and he wasn't able to play. Yeah, we'll, we'll avoid that one. We'll, we'll give we'll give you it off because I think cool. unfair came in. Oh, yeah, it's the most generous thing you've done in your life. <laughs> I'll get you back at some point. It's fine. 
I we kind of went with a what was meant to be a three at the back with two wings back, but it kind of just became like a five three one one. So we were just really deep the whole game. We kind of just hoped that Celtic wouldn't ever score, but never decided to track any runners to stop them from scoring. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I can't really blame Nielsen for that. Like the tactic is sound if you're going to a place like Celtic Park, where it is hard to get a victory, but not impossible. You you should sort of be a bit more cautious. And the way Celtic played against Dundee last week, you can see that their tails up and they're in a good bit of form. So for the players to then decide that right, we're going to play a low block. This is what we're doing, and then just go. But if anyone goes in the box, just leave them. <laughs> kind of fuck the whole plan. Um, it was one of the worst first halves I've seen for Hearts ever. Um, I understand that Celtic are a good team, but I just don't get what they were doing. Every time they got the ball, they just give it right back to Celtic or boot it away. Dreadful stuff. What, what <laughs> formation did you say we went to Like when Celtic were in possession? No, no, just the whole time. We just kind of played 5-3-1-1. 5-3-1-1. I took a note that we were playing at 9-2-0. <laughs> aye, essentially that's... Yeah, aye. But... Um, and the, the commentators kept saying, oh, well, they'll want to try and get it long and use Gary Mackay stevens pace. I don't think he's that fast. I think maybe he was, but in, at the age that he is, I think he's more quick and tricky than like out and out fast for like a counter-attack. I thought so, we'd seen that potentially. Was it the... It must have been the Celtic game. We've seen him running at points in it when we were there. And it looks like he's got that burst pace. But there's no breakaway pace. Like it, it doesn't maintain. It looks Aye. like that the kind of afterburners aren't there. Yeah. So not really sure what the plan was, but as soon as um, Janelli came on, what was it? But was it at half time? Half time. Halliday. Yeah. Yeah. We just we just looked like we actually had a bit of a threat, and so like sort of had to think about what they were doing instead of flying into the challenges that they were in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nielsen also said the plan was to start. Ginelli, but I think he had a, a non-COVID illness earlier in the week. Aye. He only trained for a day or two. So, Which is, so what can you do? Eh? I'm not blaming Nielsen for that. Um, I th- I, unlike a lot of people, I've not really put any of this performance or, or anything on Nielsen. I don't know about yourselves, but the, like the coach can, the plan hypothetically should work to sit deep against it like and hit them on the break. Just no one really sort of done anything. Um, I think it's a point as well because if you're missing those two players and you didn't intend to set up differently, your for your hands kind of forced. Aye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my only sympathy with Nielsen is that if Nand really started, it would have been a very different game because then you're playing balls up to the the big man, the cliche, and you're playing off him and you're building up further up the park. But that could work if you've got Janelli playing off him. Well, that's it. Imagine the two of them played it, but it would have been a totally different game. Yeah, definitely. Aye. Potentially. Um, Aye. But what we've ended up with was a very similar, well, pretty much the same team as we had did two weeks ago. And we're playing the same way we did when we got beat in the cup final, or when it was 2-0 at halftime in the cup final. Now, how has Nielsen not learnt from that? Yeah, I suppose, but I, I don't like I expect I don't expect to go and lose at Celtic Park like some people do. I want to try and win every fucking game. I want to win the league. I don't see the point mm-hmm. in going into any game or any tournament without the plan to actually win it. Because mm-hmm. it's possible. Like we can we can win at every stadium. Like it's happened before. Yeah. So 
it is a bit annoying, and I do get your point, but I just think that first half, Celtic just got it right, and the Hearts players, I just think, were scared. I think they just had no confidence to to sort of take it by the scruff of the neck, and, and no one was really stepping up for Hearts and, and doing anything of note. You've seen them, when as soon as anyone got the ball in that first half, it was just panic. It felt like Celtic sort of had an extra man, but we just needed to push up and breathe a bit and just track the runners running the box. No one, no one tracked anyone running behind them, I felt. Do you not think, and I was thinking about this last night, and if you watched that game and you watched the game at Tynecastle, and for me the difference is that we gave them actually more of the ball in the game at Tynecastle than we did yesterday. So mm. that tactic of us sitting and hitting them on the break worked that night. The difference is that we scored in the first half and they, they weren't up to speed at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it doesn't take a huge amount to completely flip the way the game went there. But what you've seen was we never got that kind of push early on. We never had the goal like we did at Tynecastle, and suddenly they got much more comfortable. But the tactic looks fairly similar. And no one can play the first game. No. Yeah, there was. I know you were lucky enough to go to the game, but I certainly heard booing after Celtic had scored at Tynecastle. Aye, that's going to happen every time, isn't it? <laughs> um, it was frustrating watching Premier Sports. At no point through the first half did they ever like cut to a camera showing Nielsen or Postacoglu. It just stayed on the game all game, probably because it looked like Celtic were going to score for every <laughs> minute of 45 minutes. Are you um, complaining about watching the football when the football is Nielsen said that Things weren't working when the game started. Celtic had six shots on goal um, right up, and we had obviously nothing. We barely had a touch in their half right up to the half an hour mark. Nielsen said he changed shape three times in the first half. That didn't look like anyone was listening to him. Exactly. Like <laughs> certainly must, nothing changed. You could see him, you could see him when the game was going on, going fucking nuts when it went past, like when you could sort of see him coming into the camera shot. So it must have been just as frustrating, but I'm glad he made a change because it's unlike Nielsen to actually make a change at halftime. I don't remember him doing it many times. Was it Brora? He made some changes at halftime. The, the mirror came off, I think, at halftime. Aye. Oh, so, casting your eye. Um, it's, no, it's no common that we see that, but I'm, fair play to him actually making a change and, and going for it and not just thinking, right, let's just try and get out of way with this with 2-0 like some people might avoid. Mm-hmm. It was a criminal first half, anyway. Um, the goal on the 29th minute, I, I actually can't believe in hindsight we held on for half an hour. Aye. <laughs> Looking back at it now. Um, and strangely enough, it's when we were actually caught a bit higher up the park <laughs> for the first time. That uh, superb ball from that, uh, the the chap for Celtic. You'll go over. He'll play at the top level. He's quite, he's like 28, isn't he? Or 26, 28. He's not no too young, but couldn't tell you um, a thing about him. <laughs> um, as for the second goal, uh, Hammy, you're being very quiet there, you yourself. Uh, Welsh towered over Halkett. That's Halkett <laughs> lost out um, on a cross ball against Celtic St. Mirren last week, and he was partially at fault for Celtic's goal at Tencastle as well. Um, what's he doing? Um, I, I I agree with you. He did. He, he 
your centre-backs losing a header, but our entire defence there was just completely, like, it's a quick free kick. And nobody's where they need to be. Nobody's closing down the, the keeper. They've got, I think, three defenders running into the box. A running defender is always going to be a standing defender. Um, it was just, the team just completely turned off. And uh, it was, that's a disappointing goal to lose that. Right, my issue with the first goal is Celtic were taking quick, quick free kicks, quick throw-ins, keeping the tempo fast the whole game. So when it comes to a corner, you, you've surely someone's got to be saying, like, oh, they're going to take it quick because that's what they've been doing on every set piece unless it's like a chance to take a shot. They were taking them quickly the whole game. How is no one paying attention to that? Yeah, and again, what you said earlier, you, you can't blame Nielsen for that. That's... I mean, I blame him for a lot of other things, but players just switching off. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if anyone's listened to this, I'm not a Nielsen fan. I think he should have been fired ages ago. If he mm-hmm. does really well this season, well done, he's proved me wrong. I still think he's a bit of a shite manager. Mm-hmm. I think he's really inconsistent, but I don't really blame a lot of this game for himself. Yeah. His tactics for the first half were absolute shite bag tactics, but but like we said earlier, you've got to you, you if you lose the two strikers, it, you've got to at least maintain the the um, the consistency because I think that was the plan, and the plan was to play Hyde and Andrewley or in behind to Janelli. And as soon as he lost those two players, he's not going to go right. We're going to completely change the whole week's training that we've been doing just because we've lost two players. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna play deep, you've got to actually defend. You can't just stand deep. Mm-hmm. You've got to do something, and you've got to. Your midfield has got to be able to soak up the pressure. Win a free kick on the edge of the box and just let everyone push up. Just do something. Don't just boot the ball away and give it right back to them. And yeah. that, that's our defending at Tynecastle was a hell of a lot better. We actually seen some of the ball, and you see, we just it was just backs to the wall, clearing it. Craig Gordon saved us so much as well. Right. And mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you need to do it well. And yeah, we just failed miserably. Yeah. I think the, the size of the pitch comes into play as well, I think. You know, Celtic Park's almost twice the size of Tincastle. <laughs> That's a, a lot of extra room to be defending. Cameron's going to Google dimensions, guarantee it. There's no way it's double the size. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a figure of speech, it's a very, very large pitch compared to Tincastle, and it, it does stretch the defence. It turns the game on its head when it comes to defending a Tincastle to defending at Celtic Park. It's a different... But- I mean, I, I, it is obviously slightly different, but we have Michael Smith, an international, John Suter, an international, Craig Alkett has been an international, Kingsley. If he was fit, I think he's good enough to be an international player. Craig Gordon, international. That had uh, Harry Cochran, Ingwie Cochran, yeah. Alex. Alex Cochran, yeah. Alex Cochran, best, best left wing back in the world right now. <laughs> they should be doing better. I expect better, but mm-hmm. here we are. And to be fair, John Sewer made several blocks in that first half. Kingsley made a smashing last gasp tackle in that first half as well. They were trying. It was just, you know, there's only so many shots you can block. Eventually, a couple are going to go in. Yeah. yeah. Six metres wider. <laughs> Six metres wider. That's a fair what, bit like. On each sure side? No, oh, just total, three on each side. 74 right. um, to 68. Yeah. What's that in yards? Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that is in yards, actually. 
Oh, right. So it's not even less. Well, it's only six yards wider. Yeah. Well, that doesn't actually seem like much at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so at halftime, eighteen percent possession, zero shots, not even a phase of play around the box of Celtic. And it felt like less. <laughs> like yeah, it felt that... like we never had the ball once. It felt like whenever we had the ball, we were just fucking booting it or getting tackled. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Potentially a worse half of football than that half against Brora Rangers. <laughs> and do you know what? I bet a lot of our percentage stats is like because the clock's running when Craig Gordon's like going to take a goal kick. Yeah. So that'll count as like the possession for Hearts. So I'd love right. to see like the actual on field with the ball possession stats for Hearts. Mm-hmm. Probably about 5%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's a new hobby for Cameron. Get your stopwatch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to add a disclaimer at this point that if you're listening and you have other data about the pitch sizes, I don't care. I just Googled it. <laughs> um, second half, not sure what, what there is to really say. I mean, it, it did improve, didn't it? A bit. Yeah. I think it improved. We, we, we seemed a bit further up the pitch. We, had a, we actually had an out ball in, in Ginelli. Um Mm-hmm. You know, Boyce was playing a bit further up, and we had more possession, and and at times, well, we scored twice, so we looked we looked dangerous. Um, we were still, yeah, we 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 were still pinned back though. Like Celtic's movement and pace just ra- ran us ragged though. Um, but we 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 were better. The change helped massively. Yeah, it did. And it, it was because of, you know, we got our penalty. John Souter played a superb ball, showing how good his range of passing is down to Gino. Played it in the boys and big murder, Starfield, uh, brought him down in the box. What is he all about? He might just be a Justin. He's not been here that very long, but that's twice I've seen him and twice I've thought, what is he all about? Why have yeah. they paid? What was it, like five million for him? Something like that. Looks like a big hoodie, yeah. Is it like fucking Liverpool in three years best centre back in the world? <laughs> He's an international, which is bananas. Mm-hmm. Where is he from? Sweden. So did he just play in that Euros there for them? Aye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they defended really well. Yep. It's just uh, not everyone can do it in Scotland, eh? It's big leaks. Well, they, they, they did get put out at Hamden. Oh, oh so they did the Ukraine game, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that because it was like a big pitch and he's not used to it? <laughs> Google's Hamden Dimensions. <laughs> oh, super paddy. Um, aye. Who was so of it? Celtic scored again 3 1. We scored the 91st minute Mac and F. Who cut that back to him? Who were they? Or was it Kingsley? Was it? Yeah. Wow, he was very high up the park. Shame we weren't doing that a bit earlier. Um, ah, it's just it's just about having a bit of confidence. I'm glad they sort of changed it and went in the second half because if we had just done the same, it would have probably have been a bit like six seven now. Do you know the most so, surprising thing about the, the the goal right at the end there was probably the fact that I still had the game on and I seen it. So <laughs> yeah. oh, I uh, remember when Robbie Nielsen said. If you don't want to, if you don't enjoy it, if you expect to win every week, go and watch Man City. Well, that was that was the other option. That was on the other channel. Exactly. 
And I won't lie, it was on mute in the background, and uh, the standard of football was quite different. Right, but to be honest, I was a Man City fan for one game. They fucking lost an arm. I might as well just continue supporting Hearts. At least I can go watch them. <laughs> um, but yeah, general consensus online was that we could have got something out of the game if we didn't shake the first half and we actually went for it. What game were they watching? <laughs> this is back to Hearts. What do you think? Jink with this squad, we can go to Celtic Park with them yeah. now in this form and actually get something. Yeah, but like winning at Tynecastle, we need to be lucky against these teams. You still need a bit of luck. Like every sort of team that's not the best team in the league, and even then, you're you're needing a bit of luck to actually win the whole thing. But luck is hard work and opportunity, isn't it? That's all it is. So, yeah, I think we could. This team could beat them. How many do you think? Do you think that's all it is? Needing some luck? Uh, yeah, a bit of luck, a bit of, and just not having fucking brain farts when you're playing Celtic as well, and. You know, like Simon's saying, tracking your runners, watching a quick free kick. These are really simple things. And uh, yeah, I think going a bit more attack, I think if we'd had Janelli and Nandula, it might have been different. But at the same time, if our whole game plan's, you know, dependent on a player who missed out most, most of the last season through an injury, then I think something's wrong there. We need more players, better players as well. Um. You know, losing Janelli and then that's it. The plan's going to fuck. We need we need something else there. If if that happens, it's, it inevitably will. And we've said this before. We need more depth. So I don't think we should ever be in the mindset. Uh, it's Parkhead. We're not going to win there. What's the point? That's just shit. Um, and I know a, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we've no one there in ten years, or whatever. Why should we?" Well, we hadn't won at St Mirren in the same amount of time, but. Mm-hmm. I know it's different I Celtic and St Mirren, but it's no, a really. same club. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'd, what I'm trying to say is it's a piss poor excuse when we lose there to say, oh, we've no one there for ages, so you know we were never going to win. I, I don't. I think that's a bad attitude to have. Yeah, I agree. And I think when you go into these games, you know, as I said earlier, I think a lot of it is about getting those breaks and. And especially if you're at Celtic Park, I feel like you need one of those early in the game. If, you, yeah. if they get to build confidence, it becomes a really difficult task because they, they will just grow on you. And and the further back we went, the, the more difficult it became. Uh, yeah. Like a big cancerous wart. <laughs> They'll grow on you. Yeah. I, I do get where he's coming from. I mean, the only saving grace for Nielsen for me is that Nanduli and Janelli family and illness issues I do think he shat it. I think if Derek McInnes is our manager or if Alex Neal is our manager, you see a Hearts team full of confidence go there, press them high and try to take the game to them. And don't try and play it long to Liam Boyce, who's five foot ten. I think you'd see a different game. I do think Nielsen has big question marks and I can understand why people are angry. Do I think Nielsen should go just because we got beat by Celtic Parkhead? Absolutely not. But I think... As a manager, he's still got questions against his name. I think this this is a big season for him. I'm I'm buzzing with the start we've made. Disappointed losing three two. Well, fuck it. Let's let's keep concentrating on the league now then, and the Scottish Cup when it starts. Yeah, no, oh, you're right. Yeah, the next game, every game is a big one now. Aberdeen. Um, before we before we chuck this uh, Celtic game in the trash, Hammy, will we go over to you for Jambles kickback and hear what they've had to say. Away and don't talk a lot of shame. 
well, Mr. Jarvie, the latest boo boy. Um, now that Halliday only played 40 minutes, he couldn't get the blame for Hearts getting beat. So the new aim of their um, vile abuse is Mr. Craig Halkett. Now, I know he's yes. a bit of a divisive character on here, so I'll let you know what um, what the, the kickback massive have been saying. It starts off with... Um, Halkett has been atrocious since he signed and somehow avoided mainstream criticism. Okay. Somebody says he's went the way of Berra. Someone replied, at least Berra was once good. Halkett's never been heart's level. <laughs> Again, somebody replies to that saying, definitely agree with you. Rest of the squad is somewhat solid. He's the glaringly obvious player that needs replaced. The rest is just supplementing or complementing the players we already have. With another one saying, he's a joke mate. Jogging back at the first goal and failing to man mark properly at the second is schoolboy stuff. Um, another one says he might do a turn as a backup striker, but agreed, he's not the <laughs> centre half we need. Time to find some veteran Italian bruiser with a wee bit pace left in the tank to go beside Suter. That's it. Del Fabro. Benucci. Um Another one says, a backup striker. In fairness, when he first joined us, he scored a good few goals and he wasn't gifted in, but wasn't he gifted a penalty at the end of last season so that he could get a goal as he hadn't scored in forever? But he even managed to miss that. He doesn't even bring goals to the table anymore. <laughs> People getting annoyed that the centre-back who was our top season one year doesn't bring goals to the table anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one says... Halkett has never covered himself in glory. He's positionally terrible, slow on the ball and prone to mistake. I'd be happy if he were a backup, but, but we need better. I'd prefer Smith back in there and a new right back with pace. Smith too old and too slow to play that position effectively now, so should be moved back to centre-back where he is still great. Would like the guy Rooney from St. Johnston. I think somebody mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to end, uh, Halkett is a bomb scare every game. I like Halkett. I, <laughs> I think he's playing shit and it's getting harder and harder to defend him. But I think there's a player in there. It's a tough one. And like, listen, he's going to play because his backup is actually backup is Pesco, who couldn't get on an extended bench in the most recent game. So, <laughs> aye. There's, but I think that's probably one of the things, though competition for places, you know, complacency obviously starts creeping in. And I think you'll see that with a few players as well. And thankfully, Suter's still an absolute rock star at centre back for us. So it's a tough one. Halkett. Nothing right. This is our 52nd podcast. I slated Craig Halkett for 50, 50 off those podcasts. Complimented him for the first time last week. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Two weeks ago. And now everyone thinks he's shite. And again, what? He is shite. And I wish I'd never complimented him. <laughs> He's a backup at best. We need, desperately need to sign a new solid centre-centre-back to play alongside Suter. And I think we need a left-sided centre-back as well because Kingsley or Cochran isn't the answer. They should be rotating for the left-wing-back role along with Andy Halliday. It seems like a pretty common thing nowadays, though, to play a full-back in that three as one of the centre-backs because then you can push forward one of the wing-backs and move to a four if you have more of the ball. So I think, I agree, I do think we need two centre-backs as well, one to start, one to compete. But um, I do think Kingsley, and I do think the club will only sign one player. Did you hear Nielsen at the start of the game actually said that, that um, 
he seemed pretty confident about new players coming in. He says one up the one up front and one at the back. So yeah. his confidence sounded good. He does. Very intrigued to see who it is. You know, Del Fabro's probably a little shite. David Bates has been floating around Scottish football. It seems he's been speaking to a bunch of clubs. Could it be Bates? Could it be Katak? I think uh, <laughs> I'd take either of them. It's going to be neither. Probably probably be some obscure centre-back Aye. from Malaysia with the most amazing stats you've ever seen. <laughs> um, fuck, take anyone. Trust <laughs> I trust Joel Savage and the new recruitment team that they'll sign someone really good. Yeah, I'm yet to be very disappointed by them yet. And for Hearts, that's pretty as solid as it gets. <laughs> that's an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think Michael Smith's got the height to play at centre-back? Like on a full-time basis? I still prefer him at, at full-back. His ideal position is right-back um, in mm-hmm. a four. That is his best position, but I, I do prefer him um, as a wing-back because he has got good delivery and he is actually quite good around the box. So, Yeah. Yeah, I've not got any issues with Michael Smith at right-back. Uh, he seems to be getting a wee bit of abuse as well. He, he's too old and too slow now, but he's That's pretty solid. Base he's yeah, never been, yeah, he's never been the fastest guy. Yeah. He just really, really understands football really well, so he, he's never really caught out of position very often. Mm-hmm. Fuck hearts. Yeah. Hearts <laughs> <laughs> fans have been off the rails since Sunday. Um, there's been fights like DM me for a fight breaking out on Twitter and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Man. Everybody seemed to go to that gorgy thing, get pissed off what because the telly's weren't working, and then just get pissed and they just get raging. Aye. Um, so <laughs> the telly's the satellite this? signal was all doing. The tellies were in the wrong position, apparently. There wasn't enough bar staff. Folk were fuming. And then there was a guy on kickback who was just like, nah, it's fine. It's part of the experience. Just blind loyalty, just saying everything was fine. I was like, all right, no bothers. And then I, there was guys on Twitter asking for fights. It was right weird. Yeah. Aye, there's a, maybe it's a fair reflection on life, uh, and it's like a microcosm of actual society, but there's a lot of cunts on a lot of sides at Hearts, isn't there? <laughs> Us included. Oh, yeah. You could cut the atmosphere in Gorgie with a knife. <laughs> Sunday against Aberdeen is going to be explosive. Full in the stands. <laughs> Full stand punching the life at each other. I'm absolutely buzzing. <laughs> be protecting my weed dad. <laughs> um, He's a transformer now. You don't need to protect him. <laughs> uh, thank you, Hammy. Um, very tense. Uh, Cameron, speaking of uh, Aberdeen, will we go to you to look ahead now for buy or sell? We can do, but before we look ahead, we need to look back again. Uh, Not again. Through last week's scores on the doors. So, um, we went with Nan Dwila to get over 25 minutes. Um, As I said, avoided that one. So, this week, it was out of three. Um, So, in our first two games uh, of the season, we had... 11 shots. Uh, the line was over 10.5 shots in the game. We had five. So um, <laughs> the only person that bought that was Paddy. And uh, his form seems to have dipped after that strong start. Um, <laughs> Hearts have over 30% possession. I think we all kind of thought we'd get better. Well, actually, now I look at 
what we did here. We didn't all think it would be better. But um, it was 26% in the first game. We uh, actually only had 28 yesterday. So um, well done to Jarvie, Hammy, and the good people at Twitter who managed to pick that one up. And then last of all, Hearts with three or more bookings. Everybody bought it, including Twitter and Instagram. So there's a point to everybody. And what that means is this week, a uh, return to last season's form for Paddy on one. Um, <laughs> it's a two for myself, Simon, and the Instagram community. And then the other three, which will be Jarvie, Hammy, and Twitter, all full marks. Well done, gents. Well done. Yay. What that means for the roll and tools is Simon closes the gap slightly, but still last uh, five. Um, it goes up to Jarvie on seven. And then we find Paddy and Hammy on eight. There's myself on Instagram on nine. And Twitter lead the way on ten. Ooh. Wow, the bloody Twitters. A slate in Twitter and how shite it is. And actually, they're getting more than us. <laughs> I live on Twitter. That <laughs> does not count. You're, you've got your own score. <laughs> I was voting and then I realised, actually, I don't want them to do well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm voting against, like, what I think oh, yeah. now. <laughs> Right, gents, who's need to calm down with all this tactical piece, right? But <laughs> here we go. Um, this week's against Aberdeen on Sunday. So we've scored two goals in four out of our last five games. So this week I'm going to give you an exact goal, not an over, uh, exactly two goals in this game for Hearts. Bye. Yeah, I'll buy that. Sell. Sell. Yeah, I'm going to sell it as well because we're going to score three. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just picked two players because I thought we'll go with a goal scorer. So, um, GMS or Janelli is scoring this game. It's a double chance, gents. It's a double chance. Surely. I... I'm going to sell. <sighs> Ooh, negative. Yeah, I'll sell. Boise double. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to buy I need to start buying black points eh? clawing it back um, yeah I'm going to buy it as well yeah I think Janelli in for the start much more upbeat this week yeah one of them does that mean I, then, can, I can boo GMS if he scores <laughs> you, you boo everybody right so <laughs> you, you boo your own dad so there you go <laughs> do not boo my bloody dad just <laughs> when he turns up in his car <laughs> standing in your driveway just booing them um, okay so we had 52% possession I thought we wouldn't look at the Celtic game so 52% possession in the game against St Mirren away so I want to see if you think we have more possession in this game so over 52.5 I sell oh it's tense mm. yeah I'm going to sell that I am also going to sell that Oh, selling everything. Oh. I'll, I'll, um, sell it. I'll sell it. Sell it. And I'm going to, against my better judgment, side with Paddy. And I bought <laughs> it. And, um, yeah, so they're, both of our first two league games of the season had three goals in them, so over 2.5 total goals in the game. Bye. Well, I can't really buy this. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Just means you want Aberdeen to score. Bye. You've got an exact score on now, Paddy. <laughs> Unless you want Hearts to lose. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm gonna buy. Oh, this is this has got very confusing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna buy it, but I've sold Hearts to score exactly two, so three nil is on the cards, James. Three nil is on the cards. Um, I'll buy. So you're going to two one as well. Yeah. Aye. Happy days. So I'll see what Twitter and Instagram come in with. Probably better than us. And then um, I will update you by how much we're getting beat by off of them next week. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you, Cameron. I didn't want to say before we played it, but did you see uh, Johnny Hayes left the pitch on a, on a stretcher at the weekend and Ryan Hedges left on crutches? <laughs> oh, aye. Two serious injuries for them. So. On the hearts. I mean, good luck to them, but um, haha. <laughs> <laughs> Never want to see anyone. Never want to see anyone hurt. But... Don't mind when it's Johnny Hayes and Stephen Naismith standing over him. <laughs> um, if you if you want to play along with by ourselves and you don't follow us on social media already, it's at hearts underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I thank you, boys. Um, I feel like we've managed to, to have a laugh through some very uh, unprecedented times this evening. <laughs> so a very tough game to watch. Um, so thank you. And thanks to Padman Productions for all your editing time as ever. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice review or, a, or just a, specifically a five-star rating. That would be lovely. Um, yeah. Until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. <laughs>